And so it begins. No one knows its secrets. It's like nothing you've ever gone after before. You make me want to be a better man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watching the Right Movies and the Rankowski Brothers. This is the podcast of people that enjoy mainstream movies and are maybe starting to branch out and don't just want to start from some random list, uh, but a list by some random guys on the internet came up with and hear us talk about it. I'm Ben, and this is my brother, Nick. Hey, Benny, how's it going? It's good, Nick. So uh, a few times ago when we talked about you know, the Oscars and you uh, talked about your kind of complaint, which you told me about over the last few years of, uh, again, the Oscar ceremony, I feel like not, you know, almost apologizing for movies instead of just embracing what they are. Uh, so, apologizing for, you know, the, the nominated movies. Yes. Not for the industry itself, but yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're certainly not apologizing for the golden goose of marvel movies uh mm-hmm. but let's let's talk about let's let's be positive this time let's say that again somehow the rinkowski brothers studio has been we were allowed to produce the oscars all right and you Ooh. were given you were given full creative control all right wow you okay. run the oscars all right what do you do so let's talk about what the you whole... would do what would make it t- yeah who, who's your host what do you what's this Ceremony like uh, you can uh, pick, you like, can change you, how many, you, mean, you can the, change how many nominees there are. <laughs> you get full control. Okay, all right. So well, you wouldn't go back. To, you wouldn't go back to five. Yes, I was about to say. Well, I go. I go back to five best pictures. Um, you're saying I'm the. I, can, I run both the Academy and the broadcast. I'm saying that the Academy, yeah, lets you have. You don't run the Academy, but they're giving you carte blanche here on anything that deals with the Oscars. Yeah. For the okay, so I can't change membership. Correct. <laughs> okay. Oh well, I don't even know if I want that job. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the host. Let's have. Oh man. I don't know. I guess that's just the question. There is just. I think you could have Mulaney be the, the host. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Chappelle. I mean, I'm trying to think of people who have never done it. Mulaney, I don't think, has ever done it because he's not at that level. He's never really been in movies. No. Um, <laughs> you know, but... And I, you know... would certainly be the of, least famous host. Right. I shouldn't say ever because but, I don't know anything before our time, but... And I also, you know what, I'm rethinking this, because I legitimately like when Ricky Gervais hosts the Golden Globes. Golden Globes, really? Uh, yes. I mean, you want to talk about, although now, I mean, he had any number of very slap-worthy. Well. Uh, and I also like think Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are great as a hosting team together. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a lot of options there. I okay. would almost rather, though, it not have a single host I, mean, I guess but more like an MC and that's almost the way that they do it these days right. is an MC than who you know does some funny bits in between I just I, any of the people I've already thrown out would be fine as hosts so I'm going back to five best picture nominees um, we'll keep the categories the same we're definitely broadcasting all the categories okay. um, live live we'll, we'll want uh you know, we, we, there should be a, I guess, 2023 will be, you know, some anniversary for the, um, for maybe like the, the 
the third man series, like the 90th <laughs> anniversary, so I want to have uh, extreme sports athletes introduce that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, sorry, the thin man series. Yeah. I definitely want like a hip hop, uh, you know, some sort of um, remix of the thin you know, man series. Uh, right, correct. Uh, um, uh, theme. The guy who hosts that ridiculousness show on MTV should come out and be like, ever since he graced the screen 90 years ago, Nick and Nora Charles have been, you know. All right, uh, look, this, that, I, this I, joke I is not going to make any sense, even a few. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I would, but again, it's. It, I honestly don't think the Oscars telecast is that screwed up, except that, you know, breaking the defeatist attitude, you know, getting rid of that idea that. These movies are, need to be, we need to, you know, they embrace these movies. So each one, each Best Picture nominee, I know that they do this, but you get no sense of when they have their little profile of what the movie is or what it's about. So I want to see presenters, a mixture of um, celebrities, but also then, I don't know how else to put this, film intellectuals, you know, your okay. critics and... Uh, yeah, film nerds, but they, they can be, you know, photogenic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I think it's Elvis Mitchell, um, you know, Ben Mankiewicz, and the people who have, a, you know, a television or, a, uh, you know, a, a digital profile of some degree. Uh, you know, I'd even have let vloggers, I mean, there's a lot of great film criticism on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, you know, made by people who really like, um, you know, movies and how they're made. So could we, instead of you, you donate some time in the broadcast to an analysis breakdown of some of the best, you know, have okay. one of these, these channels that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I mean, they are popular. Have them try to uh, sell you on Coda. Sell you on, right, on yep. The Power of the Dog or whatever, you know, I, we were talking about last year, but whatever else it happens to be. Uh, that would be interesting to me and rel fairly relevant, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, a, a good way to do that. Um, we're, I'm having the in memoriam section be about, you know, I, I I feel touchy about this, but the the dancing and the choir was quite good on its own. I just thought it was the inappropriate application for the in memoriam section, so I need to be able to see uh, that section better. I cut, actually, I said keep the categories. I cut the, I wanted to do this forever. I cut the best song category. Yeah. It's a, it's a pointless category. No one remembers this. Uh, none of the, you know, the big winners, the ones that you think of as movie music win those things. No. Uh, you can still have the performances if that's what it is. I understand that's going to make it a lot harder to EGOT. Yeah, well, then work work a lot harder. Yeah. Um, but now Billie well, really. Eilish, Eilish is on her way to an EGOT now. Yeah, except that she's still going to have to, I guess she could write a, do they have a song, Tony or Emmy? Because three of the four are, um, are acting categories. I would imagine most EGOT people are... They're all music. It's almost all music. Oh, they're all music? Yeah. Oh, not all. This. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg and Mel Brooks right. are good examples. Uh, yeah, but he, the Tony there is not for acting. Well, yeah. So, right. That's, I'm just saying that they're almost all 
composer like composers you right got, no i know a lot like of composers yeah, i know but yeah but that would still be the same score very much so but pop song yeah. most of which just plays over the credits get rid of that yeah. category yeah uh i know they're not going to do that but uh i'm not retroactively taking anyone's oscar away right uh, so anyway those are, but the the big changes would be embracing it and getting per, per, you know pretty nerdy about it okay and not in the in the you know the this is why we go to the movies kind of nostalgia thing that you see at the beginning of when you go back to the movies now with Nicole Kidman. Uh, you know, something that's, that's really concrete, but it reveres this thing as both an art and a science, because it is both of those things. So that would be, it would be a, a tonal shift uh, more than anything. All right. Uh. I like it, and I have no segue to this movie because this movie doesn't right. accept to say that I don't think this movie deserves any Oscars. It only deserves Razzies. Mm-hmm. I hated this movie we're about to talk about. That's all I'm going to... Uh, I'm not even going to wow. pretend. Wow. I mean, that is not... You're right. You didn't even attempt to. No. Okay, so should I introduce it? Yes. Well, I I, is the... Uh, what the sight and sound, the most respected movie list in the world says the ninth greatest documentary ever made of all time, ever. Uh, it is the 1975 American cult classic documentary masterpiece by Albert and David Mazies and Ellen Hobdy and Muffy Meyer, and it's called Grey Gardens. And I'm, I can't believe you hated it this much. Can you re- are, are you really that shocked that I no. didn't like it? Uh, by the way, I, I, I realize this is this is our only documentary for this season. For this uh, season, yeah. I feel like you usually have more. Uh, I thought we've only done one before. We've done Hoop Dreams and uh, Gate to Heaven. What else? Have we ever done another documentary outside of those ones? Yeah, but I don't want to spend my time thinking about which right. ones. But, uh, and you also don't want to spend your time talking about this one. No. Apparently. No. Uh, All right. I quickly, it's the story of the Beals of Grey Gardens, and I'm not saying, uh, it should be clear that there's a different movie, another documentary made yeah. a few years ago called The Beals of Grey Gardens. Made from footage. It's just more of the same. Yeah, it's yes. just more of the same. Uh, they were, it's, it's Big Edie and Little Edie. Uh, they live in a dilapidated documentary about distant cousins of Jacqueline Bouvier Onassis Kennedy. First Lady of the United States. They yes. live in this dilapidated Long Island mansion. I mean, it's a big house, but they live alongside cats and raccoons and yes. uh, all manner of a menagerie of, of pests. Yes. Uh, little Edie wears sometimes just straight up towels on the top of her head with a brooch. It's a favorite. It's an outfit. It's a favorite outfit. It's the best outfit for the day. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Big Edie doesn't really move around too much. She doesn't move too good. And they, they talk about the past, and they, they, they don't really speak too much about the future. Uh, and they live in, in filth to a degree, and uh, the movie captures all that. And that's, that's about all she wrote. I mean, there's, some, yes. there's not even... There's not even much drama. At first, no. it makes it clear that they potentially aren't going to get evicted. They don't get evicted. Um, and so it's just a document of their, their day-to-day lives. Not quite in squalor, but they, you know, in, like I said, in their own filth. 
Well, that's just so weird is that, you know, there are these upper-class socialites that now live like they're homeless. Well, they the, only only the only difference is they have a huge mansion to live in right. like this. Uh, they're, I guess, what they call house-rich, cash-poor. Yeah, I guess. Or is, that, or is that house poor? Whatever it is, yeah. No, well, I'm saying house poor yes. makes sense to me. I'm saying they have a house. They don't have right. really any way to keep the house up. No. Uh, or because, to move anywhere else. Because, right, and they, they showed this in, in news clippings at the beginning of the documentary. They kind of got famous because they were living in this squalor right. that they were going to get evicted. They were going to get, you know, it was going to get closed down because it was such a health you know risk but then jackie stepped in and funded to fix the house a few years before they made this movie uh right or like when did they film the movie they got they they, in 75 and i think they said i think this is well past all of that yeah so they are it already been fixed up but of course now they've let it come back to again the, the house still looks good it just Looks like two homeless people are living in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along with again, the only thing about it doesn't look good is that they're she's li- she's feeding the raccoon. She's feeding. yeah. No, they're given. They're, this is not like they've been overrun by raccoons. They are. No, they're they fighting the, the raccoons here. As the raccoon they feed the raccoons. <gasps> she says it's you know it's lonesome. You can't you know it's boring living with all these cats and raccoons. So I think it would be pretty interesting <laughs> living with raccoons. But I guess after a while it would it would stop being. Yeah, rabies, interesting. And, yes, yeah. there's no plot, nothing happens, there's no drama. I d- what is the point of this movie? <laughs> what is the point? Uh, these are fascinating people. These are, these are absolutely, you can't stop watching them. They're train wrecks, they're sad, they're, they're poignant. I don't know, I mean, they're, it's, it's a... Uh, you know, it's a comment on. I shouldn't know if it's a comment on anything. It's just they I represent know, all these crazy uh, uh, diametrically opposed things: wealth, class. You know, the the shadier, you know, celebrity to a degree. Uh, why they're willing to put themselves out there like this? Is the movie exploitative? Is it is it uh, compassionate? Is it are we making fun of these people? You know, it, it it remains such a fascinating document because it is it is just so fun to watch them just exist. I think it's not fun. I, mean, it's it's not the, fun. I know. <laughs> why? So why did you hate this so much? Just because there was I, nothing about? Yeah, because I guess I'm just like you're. I mean. It's like the only reason you're all, that they care about you is because you're related to Jackie O. <laughs> I don't. I mean, that may be. I don't know about the well, only the reason, reason. That's the reason they got on. That, that's. I mean, that's the reason they got M- contacted. Maybe got on their radar, but yeah. it could have. That could have been anything. I think there's yes, genuine affection. Go ahead. No, I, I think no. I agree that if they weren't interesting, it would not have become a thing. You know, a classic of documentaries, as you said. Uh, And yes, there's definitely time. And I, so I, like, I did see the thing that, like, maybe people thought they were exploiting them. Like, well, look, they got paid and they wanted to do it. And they They clearly, particularly little, particularly little Edie really likes talking to the camera. So I definitely don't, and I do, I don't think 
that the documentary is making fun of them. So I didn't really feel it was exploitative of them. Uh, it, again, there's, I mean, like, even like, I really, like, I do like, I like the part where she's talk, saying the Robert Frost, the two roads diverge and she's getting right. words wrong. And uh, that is, I like that part. I did like that part. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's at least something redeeming in this movie that I liked. Uh, and I don't, I don't get the Jerry, the the marble fawn, as she marble calls fawn him. Marble fawn is totally weird. Why is he there? And then they have the discussion. He's, I mean, this guy's a teenager, and yes. I mean, literally he's what, 50, 60, whatever she is. Literally, he's fifty six. Yeah. And Biggie, he's like talking about, oh, he just wants to have sex with you. I'm like, this is you telling, telling no, your daughter. No, she does not let she. Literally, he thinks that to a degree. Biggie says he's got five or six girls. Oh yeah, but he would never. No, it says he, night. He, would never, he would never want to have Biggie, sex with you. So Biggie's yeah. strange relationship with Little you know, you it yeah. makes you wonder about what that house was like fifty years before. Yes. Uh, and obviously, I, 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 I brought up the fact off the top that this is in the top ten. You know, if any such thing as an official list of the great bio, uh, documentaries, yes, this I mean, one is in the top ten. Uh, so you're going away, going, but not just from critical perspective. There's a musical based on this. There's a second television show. There's three or four additional movies just based on footage. They made the one on HBO people. with with uh, Drew right, Barrymore, with Drew and, Barrymore Jessica and Jessica Lange. Yes, no, I'm. Uh, it, you know, it's a phenomenon. Little documentary now did a spoof on no, it. Well, so I was going to mention documentary now. So I was going to ask. I love so that. I, I assume that you actually would like documentary now if you watched. I do like documentary now. I it finally. I think it's on Netflix right now. So I was like, oh, I'll check this. I've always heard about it and thought I want to check it out. Uh, and I watched the first episode of documentary now. is called Sandy Passage, and it's yes, it's. I mean, I did not. I didn't ever seen this movie. And so I'm just like, oh, this is before you. You said yes. before you'd seen. No, Greg this was like okay. months ago, a few months ago, and I'm like, why, <laughs> why, why is Bill Hader uh, being a woman with a with a pair of gym pants on his head talking about little Eddie? No, the beginning, the first five minutes of documentary now are just the first five minutes of Great Garden, straight up. I know. Like they didn't even cha- they didn't need to change anything to make you it don't weird, have to change it. Except that it's a except again that it's sweatpants on his head as opposed to <laughs> at least at first it appears to be like she has real clothes. <laughs> right. Uh, and then yeah, then it becomes a towel. Then it, like there is one point that you're like, nope, that is a sweater that she just has the the hole the the you know the neck hole is over her head. Uh, and yeah, and then Fred, Ar- I can't, I can't, I gotta be honest, I could not watch Greg Gardens without seeing Fred Armisen being Big Edie. Big like, Edie. I sure. couldn't do it, because I'd seen Big- the documentary now before I saw this, and I didn't, uh, and, then, uh, I gotta just say, the documentary, again, I feel like documentary now is right up your alley, because, like, they fully commit to just, you know, they're not trying to be this is Spinal Tap. They're just trying to literally remake Grey Gardens right? funny, but uh, slightly funnier is all they're trying to do. Like they, you, I mean, it looked exactly like this. Like they nailed it, ex- and that's what like all of them are just trying to nail these. And I won't say again, like you said, Grey Gardens is not some obscure documentary, but in the grand scheme of pop culture, it's pretty obscure. It's pretty obscure, <laughs> you know, and right? So they, but so if you love documentaries, I don't know how you couldn't love. I mean, documentary has to be the show for documentary lovers. <laughs> Uh, and that's the tone I want for the Oscars. These yeah. people love this stuff. 
Yeah, they're making fun of it, love, but they clearly loved it. Yeah, and that's the, the you know, Grey Gardens is a, a huge, they are gay icons. It's a gay, uh, because of the camp of it, uh, you know, has, has become a sort of touch point. And I, it's hard to call it a, a queer film, but, uh, you know, it, it is adjacent to be sure. Uh, you know, Biggie, Little Edie are to some degree, a, you know, gay icons. Okay. Uh, and the, you know, the, the I don't, devotion isn't quite the right word, but it's like, you know, it's like, they're like John Waters characters, but real. Yes. And yeah, that's a good also somehow lovable. Uh, and, yeah, I, de- I know, definitely did love. I mean, I did, I, like I said, I hated the movie. I did not have any. I liked Big Eating Little Edie. Uh, when they were not as weird, it somewhat. I mean, I feel like it somewhat reminded me of conversations that Granny has with people in our yes. you know, that we are around yes. of, of our grandmother uh, having with There's our some... aunts and uncles of just the conversations of uh, older people in our family talking about back in the day and arguing about what actually happened and. You know, and there's just something. And, yeah, there, so that that was somewhat universal, and I did like the and uh, so I like that. <laughs> there is something very true about family here. I mean, this is an un, unbelievably unusual, specific family, but the quickness in which they go from enjoying each other to at each other's throats. Yes. Uh, and then some of the very mean things, cutting things, certainly the big Edie says to little Edie, and then she yes. lashes out, and the, you know, the, uh, how you know, she could have been happy if she would have been allowed to be with this one person. Maybe right. that's true, maybe that's not. Uh, you know, it, it, those things are sort of devastating, but then that's not, they're not the only you know, family that sort of fight that way. You don't ever get a sense that they really do resent each other. Uh, you can tell how, fam- you know, just familiar they are with the or comfortable they are I guess in front of the cameras but uh, it's a they're so I don't want to use the word crazy because of the you know for any number of reasons that's not a that's not right I don't I don't feel that they are I don't feel that they have mental health issues as opposed to that everyone does it's been I mean it's been diagnosed from the internet uh, as Many times, I mean, many, many times. I'm not okay. going to wade into that because uh, I don't think the movie is making fun of them or making fun no. of uh, any mental illness. You know, uh, no. we talked about the Oscars. Little Lily does wear those things in her head. She does have alopecia. That's why she does that. Uh, you know, so there are some um, truths to. Anyway, there are there. Are, they're obviously not in perfect health or even well-adjusted. You know, what they say yeah. and how they behave is, is bonkers in an eccentric way. Yes. Um, no, it'll, look, you know, I, I will get to quote the greatest movie ever made, <laughs> Speed. And you're like, oh, how am I going to relate Speed to Grey, uh, to Grey Gardens? Uh, when... Well, they're both staunch. S T A U N C H. I did like staunch, staunch women. <laughs> no, is uh, is Dennis Hopper the bad guy in Speed? Uh, when when yeah, Keanu calls like, him crazy, he said, yeah, "Nope, right. poor people are crazy. I'm eccentric." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, 
That should have been the tagline. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Poor people are crazy. These people are eccentric. Rich people got to be eccentric. Uh, but again, that's right. what's so weird is that they're not. They're rich, but they're not rich uh, because they Correct. certainly don't. Doesn't feel like they're rich. Uh, but again, the only reason that they're subsisting as opposed to being out on the street is because they have this part of the Bouvier family. But yeah, her just talking about yeah. the family should have married it. Yeah, yeah, the staunch women. That part was good. <laughs> her spelling out like staunch. staunch women. Yeah. With and, her, you know, she I don't even know what accent is. It a Long Island? Is it a Massachusetts it's accent? A, I don't know. No, it's a, a Kennedy a, accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just again. It, there's something hypnotic about it. I don't. It, it's this because you're right. You watch it and you're like, there's nothing. And I've seen it half a dozen times. Uh, there's no dramatic propulsion. No. You know, nothing's building up to anything. But it's it never stops being watchable just because everything they say and all the ways that they think about things and, you know, the little world that they've created for themselves, which is so insular, uh, you know, I think the mazes do a good job of, of objectively, you know, sometimes call them out, but they show, okay... You make up your own mind. We've seen this relationship with the Marblethon, whatever we want to call yep. it, if that is a relationship. What do you think? Do you think, you know, are these two people just talking out of the side of their mouth, which I think they kind of are? So it's a, it's a, it's such a weird, fascinating movie. It's exactly what documentaries, I mean, it's why it's so highly thought of by documentarians. Is it, you're capturing real life, but so much more than that. And it's most, you know, when we think of hoop dreams, which we talked about, hoop dreams does have a, a dramatic propulsion yeah. of their careers in high school, and then there is a big game, and you know, you kind of pull it along by, you know, the the fascinating twists and turns of their ball playing career. But the moments that really transcend movie making in that movie are the little moments. Do you wonder how I am living, she asked the, the, the filmmakers, you know, at one point. You, you know, we've just turned the heat back on, because oh, those people are really are poor. Uh, you know, these little things, fathers coming back into the picture, people breaking apart, uh, you know, that, that aren't, that are pretty everyday, but they're captured in such a profound way. This is that writ large. It's an unbelievable alchemy of of things that shouldn't work, uh, that do. But and, and in your in or in your case, do not. See, I would just argue. I, I feel it's, it, many times is not is easy to turn away. I again now that if I'm being more honest, yes, there's it has moments that I do think you're captivated. But I'm more just like, all right, what is happening? What I get, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm like, I don't want to see the cats. <laughs> Actually, I like editing on the cats. I would, I, I, I would always watch the cats. Right, uh, the cats are and great. Yeah. So let's talk about the 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 mazels. The yeah. I think it's just yeah, the mazels. Mazels. I, I think it's mazels. Yeah. Okay, uh, sure. The marvelous Mr. Mazels. Uh, right. Uh, Brothers, right? Yeah. That's right. Uh, so yeah, Albert and David Mazels. I should love, I should love brothers. Uh, and they mm-hmm. made a movie you've mentioned before, Gimme Shelter. 
But yeah, this would be my third favorite of theirs. And I don't know if I'm going to make you watch the other two, yeah. although they wouldn't be quite like this one. Uh, after Gimme Shelter and a movie called Salesman, uh, we just talked about Glenn Gary and Ross, and that would be an interesting double feature, because it is a little bit, it's a documentary of that lifestyle in the 50s. But it's Bible Salesman, door door. Uh, What's that? It's Bible Salesman, they, right? Yes, Bible Salesman. Uh, and so, yeah, they are, however, everyone's favorite Maisel's movie is great. I mean, it's just in terms of popularity and esteem, certainly popularity and cultural reach, uh, it's, it's far and away. And I, I don't begrudge that at all. I'm, yeah. Uh, you know, it, we've talked about it. I think it's excellent. So they are, I think, along with Errol Morris and probably... I mean, we, maybe Werner Herzog, uh, about as well thought of as documentarians as there are. I mean, I was trying to think about this before we started. If you would, when you think of documentary, what do you think? Of? Like, what movie comes to mind? Good question. It's hard to say, only because now we just. Uh... Maybe Who right. Dreams? Maybe Who Dreams? Yeah, I think probably Who Dreams has been there. Yeah. And even Maybe. that, I think it's is less and less seen. Yes, I wouldn't think, uh, I don't think that, that'd be super common. I mean, uh, I think people now would say, what, The Jinx? <laughs> yeah, it would be, but that's a, that's a show. I mean, it'd probably be something, but they're not thought of as, I don't know who made The Jinx. I mean, obviously there's somebody behind the whole thing because he, he was, inserts himself in the, in the conversation, but you're probably right, some sort of Netflix series. Well, now there's just so many documentaries on Netflix that, you know, right. that convince people of things. Uh, and I should, I'm saying like they're made up, but some are. I mean, some, I think, take some liberties with the truth. That's all that's been around since documentaries existed. But I mean, uh, there's just Maybe lots of... Wire? Uh, or Roger Moore? You mean Michael Mike Moore? Michael Moore? What did I say? Yeah, that's right. So Roger, Roger Moore. Yeah. The smirching. <laughs> I did, yeah, but I was, thinking, I, was thinking, uh, I was thinking Roger and me Yeah. by Michael Moore. Yeah. I've actually never seen a Michael Moore movie. I don't feel like I've... But at least he had a, you know, he had an imprint and he has a style yes. that, you know... Right. Uh, I'd say yeah, he I... had. He still does make movies, so I'm not... Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, think, yeah, I would. Go ahead. I would just say, I just think now there's tons of. Uh, yeah, tons but of they're not thought of as being made by. No, I, I, I don't know. Or they're, right. or like you might know, oh, the Obamas, you know, funded this one or whatever. Uh-huh. But you don't know who actually That's made right. it. You know. That's right. Yeah, I just it's not a. You know, but I'm Michael Apted did the Up series, Terry Zwigoff. I'm just trying to think of you know names that would even stand out. As really, to me, and this is because I'm, I'm not a, a huge documentarian or a huge documentary fan. It's the Maisels, uh, uh, Errol Morris. Those really are the. I mean, and, and then you can go way, way, way back to. Uh, well, again, uh, I don't. Vertov and you know those type of people. The sort of experimental. Yeah. Uh, experience, uh, you know, folks, but it's just not a popular genre. 
I don't know how else to put it, except that people probably do watch them a lot um, in the way that you're talking about. But, I mean, did you see uh, what won this year? What, anyway, they, they just had the Oscars. Did you? I can't remember the name of the movie now. Of course, the, the Oscar category, the, the, the documentary department of the Oscars is a notoriously odd group. It's not a... More than other categories, it's not a great indicator of what the best documentary of the year is, really? uh, including the fact that this one was shut out. Not that I know that you agree with that, but uh, if I'm well, looking some, at the Summer of Soul one, I mean that was that was the right. Everything comes what back was it to Summer of Soul. Oh right, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. That was I'm the category. Very happy about that. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was a great movie, and is a good movie, and would have been would have gotten my vote of the nominees. So I guess I should stop. But all five of the movies were pretty good. Uh, there was an excellent movie called Flea. We talked about Flea. I'm kind no, of moving I, I, away. I, you and I have not talked about Flea, but I've heard about Flea. Yeah, it's good. F F L E E, by the way. F L E E. Yeah. It's got to be the first and only movie ever to be nominated for best international film, best documentary, and best animated movie. Uh, simply because yeah. how right there's no other movie you would uh, check all that boxes and it does and yeah. it's really good and I think there was a movie called Ascension I think was the name of it that yeah. was a sort of Giga Vertov type look at industry in China that was really fascinating totally wordless oh, okay. Uh, okay. just showed people in factories making you know this that and the other thing it was really really interesting and I can't remember the other two were oh what's something called Riding with Fire which I didn't care for very much but it was still you know, pretty good. And then a, a fairly uh, by-the-books thing about Attica, the Attica riots in prison. Uh, you know, so they're, good ones get made every year. Yeah. Um, and many of them are worth watching. It's just that they, you know, they, they don't get seen or they don't, they get have to be expanded out. We think of... Well, then it's things off, like Tiger King. <laughs> those are the things. Tiger King. Come. And I'm not even saying, I mean, those are documentaries. They're just yeah, sort of long exactly, form. They're, I'm they're not bashing on Tiger King. I'm just saying that's the kind of thing that then gets grabs the zeitgeist. <laughs> or Cheer, and I don't know who made either of those two things. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cheer has a second season, Tiger King has a second season, and watch the second season. Uh, you know, but those, they do come back to interesting characters. There's very little difference between Joe Exotic, certainly between Carol Baskin, uh, and... The you know, the only difference between Carol Baskin and Little Lady is that only one of them fed their husband to a tiger. Uh, you know, so it just in terms we like watching obsessives. That's what documentaries yes. I think are for. The yeah, cheer what, people that's, are obsessed. That's Aaron with Morris's deal, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think it's the again it's why when we get to the, our top five, you're going to see a lot of documentaries on that list. Because you can't make this stuff up. You wrote these characters. It would yeah. be the most boring thing. I'd be interested in, in watching, now that I've just rewatched this movie, at least a little bit of the, the dramatized HBO show, because yeah. I, which I heard pretty decent things about, but it's yeah, just I like why... we won a lot of Golden Globes. I mean, yeah, whether that means it's good or not. But, but, it was, but, but again, it was, it was well thought of. <laughs> and, it, and it feels, but it feels like a, pen, you know, a pastiche not we have right. the real thing right uh, well i think that's why the, i think that's why the documentary now of it was so bizarre to me i was like okay i guess that is a weird thing but then oh that's because it like you said it makes it more real when it's actually a real person than if it's like if you made this up you're like i can't i don't know, i can't believe you that that was a thing right uh, 
Uh, and that's, tr I mean, that's definitely true of Joe Exotic. And uh, again, th those are, those have more of a, I don't know if it's shaped or otherwise, a dramatic structure, because they are building towards, those shows are building towards something, usually the reveal yeah. of who really did it, or the investigation, right. or whatever else. Uh, this one is aimless in that regard, but their lives are aimless. I mean, what are they living for? What do they, what do they have yes. in their lives except for each other? And the occasional glance at the Marble Falls is just the, you know, it's just the, uh, it's just a strange... Yeah, because she's like, I got to get out of the country. Which, you know, she's in Long Island. But she's well, like, she I got to get out of here. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay here longer. I was like, well, where are you going to go? What's your... I'm not going to go anywhere. Uh, and then, so let's talk about, you know, we talk about the Maisels are one of the titans of documentary and so i guess this is called direct cinema and i do feel it's right off the bat like they're in the movie right yes they're, you know they're oh, having yeah. this conversation with her uh and i guess this was somewhat of a movement you know in the six you know that they can make it for cheap because it's just them with a camera pretty mm -hmm. much right filming this in the that's right uh and i do and we talk about again this also feels like again if if the Kardashians didn't have any money, if we're, we're in a dilapid, if you if, if they lived in a right. dilapidated is, house, it, right? It, you know? I, mean, I have often said, and I'll hear myself say it again, that I do not understand the appeal of a lot of these reality shows, and yet I am praising this movie when I think right. the appeal, if not the exact same, are definitely related. Uh, I think it's yes. I, I, to what I understand about reality shows, and I'm not—I don't want to lump them all together. Yeah. But your uh, certainly your Real Housewives and your Kardashians is that there's an element that they increase the judgment, increase the the feeling of superiority. Because uh, there is some of that there, where you're watching these people and you're like, "How do they live their lives? That's so yeah. sad." You know, or I could never live like that. I do think there's some vicarious, when you're watching, you know, rich people who are invariably trashier than you are, even though they're richer, yes. uh, you know, behave in outlandish ways. Being, you, you are able to sort of judge them from afar, and I think that's the point. Uh, but that's only a portion of this. I don't think it's all of that. But yes, it's, it's cut from the same cloth, although I think they're on... on different corners of that class but that's well and i just think the difference is you know and again i don't want not having seen yeah I've not seen, I've seen I, you know that everyone that. knows that's there's right. some amount of fakeness everyone knows that yes. they're either playing it up or they're adding drama that doesn't exist to give it a structure or that again they're they're exaggerating their own characters either to be the villain or be whatever and this you don't get that sense <laughs> that they're pretending no. to be anybody uh, no Besides their own weird eccentric selves. That's right. Uh, all right. Do you have anything else to try to convince me to like this movie, though? No, I'm not. That, that ship has sailed. Uh, <laughs> except to say that you're direct. I mean, because you watch really old. Uh, although it starts. I mean, The Man with the Movie Camera, which is often thought of as the best documentary of all time, you know, is 1927's an early movie. And I was just about to make some comment about how the early documentary documentarians tried to totally remove themselves right. uh, from the filmmaking, but that's not quite true. Uh, Robert Flaherty probably would be another big name as far as filmmakers go. He made Manic of the North. Uh, you know, was definitely influencing. In fact, there's whole reams of books written about 
what influence he had on some of his nature documentaries. Okay. Uh, in terms of asking, staging things, and uh, you know, so it's a little journalistically suspect. Uh, but the Maisels get around that by saying, yep, here we are as much a part of it as anything. We're asking these questions, which I don't think you get. You get to a degree in, say, Hoop Dreams, because it's narrated by the filmmakers, and from time to time, you know, they're asking direct questions. Yeah, and, but they're always off camera at the very least. They're right? always off camera, that's right. Whereas the, uh, Albert and, and John, you can see, from, you know, it's not, they're never the point. Pardon me, Albert and David. Uh, they're they're never the focus, but they're there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I you were saying there's a new movement in the '60s or something that the Maisels might have brought about, and that's possible. I don't. I I can't speak to that. I don't know enough uh, about documentary history. Yes, and if this is if this is what it gets me more of, I don't want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but again, as always. It's only an hour and a half, but I, I can't imagine an hour and a half movie that I dislike more. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. Really, about that really selling people time. on it. Uh, but I have, yeah, I tried to grasp the parts that I did like. Again, I did like the yeah, you did. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about, I'm not saying that you liked it more than you think you liked it. I think you're just withholding the full brunt uh, of what you didn't like. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so yeah. So all right. So my top five for you is. Uh, I wonder if we did. I mean, I, I guess I just assumed we did top five documentaries back when we did. Yeah. Uh, Gates of Heaven. So yeah. uh, with top five. Movie eccentrics or. Uh, uh, so, uh, but you know, by saying the movie, you're pretty much saying that the eccentrics themselves are your favorites. Yeah. Top five movies about eccentric people. <laughs> Yeah, this is so impossible. I feel like if I did this tomorrow, it'd be five different movies. So this is far from definitive. I'm starting with number five being there. Uh, it stars Peter Sellers as a weirdo. Uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> but the people, not unlike Grey Gardens, people, he's a gardener, actually. Uh, and have you ever seen Being There? I know, I think I beg you know what you're talking about, but I have not seen it. Oh, man, I think it was the adaptation on what was, you know, a fairly well-thought-of book, but anyway, uh, yeah, everyone projects, he just doesn't say anything, and people think this is so strange that he must be super wise, and so he sort of rises from uh, a gardener to high-class society, even though he's got nothing to say and nothing interesting uh, about him, but people just project what they want to see to him, which I find fascinating. Or which is, you know, both funny and, and poignant in ways. Uh, number four is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I suppose the Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka is more eccentric, but the movie's not as good. So it's yeah. not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This is Willy right. Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Willy Wonka, I think we could agree, is a pretty eccentric guy. Yep. <laughs> you know, he, he, he likes... What he likes, we don't know. What he doesn't like is... is um, Stealing fizzy, Steal. <laughs> fizzy, fizzy drink, yeah. fizzy lifting drink. Not, not following his rules. Yeah, I can't have it that. Is, uh, it now needs to be washed and sterilized. You lose. <laughs> uh, you get nothing. Anyway, um, and we're that's all, that's it for the fiction movies. Every other movie on the list is now a documentary, starting with Errol Morris's 
fast and cheap and out of control, which tells four parallel stories of people who are just obsessed with things. Uh, topiary is one guy who's obsessed with, like, hairless moles. Yeah. Um, and it's just terrific. It's fantastic. It's just, again, he's the, he's the king. I could have put any number of different of Errol Morris movies on this list, yeah. uh, including Gates of Heaven, but you talk about these ones focus. Gates of Heaven is about a weird industry. Yeah. Uh, fast and Cheap and Out of Control features four very eccentric people who are just obsessed with the things they're obsessed with. Number two is Terry Zwigoff's Crumb, documentary about the life of... Um, Crumb. Roy Crumb? Ray Crumb? That was Harry. Harry Crumb? Not who is Harry Crumb. Yeah, that's right. Uh, right. Uh, no, this yeah. is a cartoonist subversive. Yeah. Oh, cr- I saw that movie. Yeah. Yes, it's good. Yeah, I like right. that. And yeah, I would, he, that would be in the. That would strike the category for sure. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Robert Crumb. Yeah, and then. R, yeah. Right. Uh, number one is the one we've been talking about, Greg Gardens. It doesn't get more eccentric than this. It, yeah. It's just the... Uh, and there's two of them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Two for one, eccentricity. Uh, you, were a, you were a staunch S-T-A-U-N-C-H oh, supporter. I think I misspelled it myself, but yeah. Staunch supporter. I don't like staunch movies. <laughs> I can't do it. I wish I could. I wish I could. No. I, I, I was going to say, your, your Pacino is much better than your little Edie. And my Pacino is not very good. <laughs> my Pacino is great! That's all I'm saying about your little Edie is your Pacino is better. Uh, yeah. I woke up the dog with my Pacino, and I almost yeah. wanted to call the dog. One of my, I wanted to call the dog Big Edie, but no one, yeah. no one allowed it. So that's how much I think of this movie. I almost met my dog after one of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. All right. Well, go. thanks for listening. If you have more opinions on documentaries, should we add more uh, next season uh, and do more on documentaries, let us know at watching the right movies at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye, buddy. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. I do wish we could chat longer, but. Having an old friend, but...